Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to Self Love Tarot, a podcast about enriching our lives through practical spirituality, self-love, and the tarot. I'm your host, Gretchen Evangelista. You can follow this podcast on Instagram at selflovetarot. Thank you for tuning into the show today. Alright guys, so today we are going to be talking about the Emperor, which has been calling to me recently, especially with the move and things shifting and changing in my life like I've talked about earlier. And so the Emperor and the energy that it brings is just something that has helped ground me in this transitional phase of my life. And I thought it'd be nice to share what I've learned and what I'm learning currently from the Emperor here on this episode today. And so we all have projects that we have started. Maybe it's a business, maybe it's, maybe it's a diet plan, maybe it's a meditation plan, something that we want to commit to, right? Like New Year's resolutions, for instance. And so we start on the journey towards this path. We probably feel really amped up and inspired and energized by just having the vision itself in the beginning. So we find ourselves being sustained by that natural sense of inspiration, this hopefulness that says, right now it's going to be different. My life is going to be different. I am going to change. Things are going to get better. And so you're riding that wave of just natural momentum anyone gets when they first start off a a project. For me, I would feel this a lot of times in new jobs that I would get or new projects, new ideas, especially as someone who's been a personal development junkie for a very long time. I would always start on like a meditation practice that I would want to do like meditation every single day or I would cut out all gluten and flour and sugar and I was committed to this path and at the very beginning it's very very nice it's like it's so exciting and it feels like you have all this momentum forward and there's a sense of hopefulness for the future And so for the first month, let's say we are excited, we show up, we're committed, we're willing to do the work. And then inevitably afterwards, there seems to be this period where we just stop caring. (laughs) Or we run into these ego obstacles where it gets really uncomfortable or we go on vacation and then we lose momentum on our exercise routine. Or something like that. Something gets in the way of us continuing in the same way that we have been, right? So we all find this ego resistance, this desire for instant gratification instead of committing ourselves to these long-term goals. And I'm sure many of you guys can resonate with this because just to be here as a human being and to be here with an ego... All of that stuff is kind of built in, right? Like we don't want to surpass so far beyond what our ego can imagine. And I've talked about this before on the show in that our egos have comfort zones. They have these little built up, I like to say like an ego empire where they know every single aspect, everything is predictable, it 
makes sense, it's familiar, and that's where the ego wants to stay. That's your comfort zone. And anytime you venture out of those boundaries, out of that ego territory, the ego sends its quote-unquote fear armies to pull you back in. And oftentimes, the things that we want, the fulfillment, the love, the joy, you know, accomplishing these big, amazing things in our lives, we all know that that is well outside of our comfort zone. And so anytime we sit down, we make a plan, we commit, once that initial honeymoon phase of that commitment is over, that's when the ego is able to sink its teeth into you and (laughs) pull you back in and say, oh, well, you know, I should stop doing this because this could be dangerous. Like, for instance, I was into intermittent fasting a couple years ago, and I was really passionate about it. And so I had the the whole first month of it with me just being super excited. I was happy. I felt like I was doing something really good with my body. And then all of a sudden, I stumbled upon this article that said intermittent fasting can be super dangerous, especially if you're a woman and it can mess up your hormones and blah, 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 blah. And I just found myself spending one morning going down a rabbit hole of reading all these articles and saying like, oh, this can be dangerous and that can be dangerous and people can start balding or whatever. And I knew in the back of my mind from my research previously before I had started the intermittent fasting that this was something that was good for me. And you guys don't have to agree (laughs) with those types of views. I'm just using this as an example. So it was kind of like the ego had manifested this newfound fear so that I can be like, oh no, I've gone too far outside of my comfort zone. This is something completely different from my experience. I need to give Gretchen something, some sort of like fear mechanism to bring her back into this comfort zone so that she doesn't continue to do this vastly different thing. So that's just unfortunately how our egos work. But In knowing that that is what's going to happen and in counting on that to happen, we can be better prepared. And so one of the ways we can be better prepared in those instances is embodying the emperor energy. And so the episode title for today is Spiritual Commitment, Embodying the Emperor to access that sense of spiritual commitment to all of your long-term visions, your long-term goals, anything that you want to accomplish. And so what does spiritual commitment mean, right? We talk about just normal everyday commitment, right? Like I'm committed to my children. I'm committed to this relationship. I'm committed to showing up to work every single day. Commitment is thrown around in... A variety of different ways. And I find that that definition, especially when I was first getting into spirituality and everything, that definition just felt, it felt really uncomfortable, right? And of course, it feels uncomfortable because to commit to something means to show up, rain or shine every single day, even if you don't feel like it. And that goes against... (laughs) our ego's desire for instant gratification and that instant hit of pleasure. So of course, 
commitment can feel very uncomfortable and we may have struggled with commitment all of our lives. And so spiritual commitment is uh, this concept that for me is uh, very grounding and it has really helped me bridge the gap between staying committed and staying focused onto these things in a straightforward path and also accessing spirit, also accessing that spontaneity, that creativity, that flow that let's say the empress might give us. And so like the emperor, I used to look at the emperor as just this harsh, cold ruler who really didn't care for how you felt, almost kind of like militant, let's say. And I was scared of the emperor for a very long time. But in working with the spirit and working with balancing these aspects of not going to one extreme of being very, very heavy in empress energy or very, very harsh and strict in emperor energy, I find that just using the term spiritual commitment marries the two in a very beautiful way that makes sense to me. So I'm glad I can share this with you guys today. But ultimately, spiritual commitment, and I know this sounds really obvious for me to really spell out, but (laughs) I'm just going to say it anyways. I don't mean to insult your intelligence, but spiritual commitment means staying committed to spirit. And what this means is that like, Yes, you will have those ego parts of yourself that might want to give up in month two or, you know, like the seventh week of your diet, whatever it is. There is a part of you, the ego, that may want to give up during those times when things are hard and it says, I can't do this. There's not enough time. I'm too busy. No one will care. What's the point? And so staying committed to spirit in the face of that type of resistance means surrendering all of that. It means trusting in the power of spirit. And before you do all that, first, right, like let me not skip ahead, but the underlying principle behind all this is just first acknowledging that you are spirit, having a human experience to acknowledge that that is part of your nature. So you can call upon that part of your nature at any point. It doesn't have to be when you are doing tarot readings or doing meditations or chanting or praying or anything. We can call upon spirit in every aspect of our lives. And that's what makes this stuff so practical. So surrendering all of that, surrendering all of the thoughts, the I can'ts, the limitations, surrendering that, letting it go trusting in the power of spirit and knowing that spirit is endlessly devoted to helping you, right? And when you're able to get all of those in line and you're able to trust and surrender and believe that spirit is there to guide you every step of the way, you will have the ability to move mountains. And that's where I like think of the emperor card where he's sitting in this throne and behind him are these huge mountains. And it's this idea of that power, that power to continue to stay committed doesn't have to come from your ego. It can come from source energy. It can come from spirit. It can come from the divine. 
And so in just first acknowledging that we have a spiritual nature, we can say to ourselves, I can't do this, but I know the divine within me can. In saying that, we release the ego from taking over the whole thing, right? Trying to take over the entire project. And we hand it over to the part of us that is infinitely wise and that is always with us. And it's funny because most of us forget about this part about ourselves. You know, we might love working with the tarot. We might love doing the rituals and meditating. But when it comes to those really challenging moments, when things don't feel as easy or inspired, we tend to feel like we've done something wrong or we're not, you know, taking the right type of action. We tend to give in to believing in our own limited capacities. And we forget about the divine within us that is ready and eager to assist us at every moment. And it's interesting because when I work with clients, something that I've noticed, which is quite fascinating, is like I do spiritual life coaching. So I coach alongside of spirit and we use these universal principles to help guide our goals and guide our actions. And it's funny how sometimes we can completely forget that that is a large part of this work, right? We reach a point where we're stuck or we're frustrated. We don't know how we could possibly do this big thing. And it's like in staying in that type of mindset, we stay in the ego comfort zone, in the ego realm of believing that it's us, it's the smaller self that has to accomplish and figure out and do everything and take all this action and hustle and put in hard work, right? And we forget that we have that other part of us. Like one of the things that I want to ask people when they do get into this limited mindset is like, okay, how do we communicate with spirit? How do we invite spirit? How do we invite the divine into this project, into this goal, into this situation where you feel stuck? Now, how can we connect with that higher part of ourselves and use that? How can we connect with that infinite intelligence? And here's another thing that is very interesting is we often think when we get these grand ideas and inspired visions to do something big. Maybe it's start a YouTube channel. Maybe it's to start a business. Maybe it's, you know, writing a screenplay or becoming an artist, whatever it is. We can easily say that this vision, this desire, it's my soul's calling. Like we treat it as if it is calling us. It is given to us by spirit and we feel that connection at a greater intensity when we initially get that inspired idea and so that's why we start off so strong and that's why we're able to easily take inspired action and feel so purposeful in what we do at the beginning stages of this because we are plugged in we are connected we feel the call we feel like it's this back and forth communication between us and the divine but then inevitably especially when we are pursuing something huge and grand and something completely different from what we've ever experienced, we will meet that resistance at some point. And we will believe, oh, the inspiration just isn't coming to me. I don't know what's happening. I feel so stuck. Nothing's moving. 
nothing I'm doing seems to be working. I can't move anything in the right direction. And then it gets hard and we start putting it off and we stop believing. And most importantly, we forget about our connection to spirit. We forget about that conscious communication and that back and forth that we initially had when we first started off in this journey. We suddenly forget about that spiritual connection. And it's interesting because like, who do you think gave you the desire to pursue this vision in the first place? Spirit did, right? We call it our soul's calling. It's not us that conjures this calling. It's our spirit. It's the divine. And so who do you think will get you out of this funk? Who do you think will help you move forward in times like this? Not you. (laughs) Not the limited egocentric you. It's going to be spirit. It's going to be your soul. Again, it's going to be that part of you that gave you the impulse, the desire, the vision to do it in the first place. And this is how I like to think about it. Spirit will not give you an idea and then just leave you hanging and say, okay, go and figure it out yourself. (laughs) This is co-creation. This is you working in harmony with spirit. So that's what spiritual commitment means. It means to remember spirit when you are facing resistance throughout the entire journey, throughout the entire process of this. It means to remember spirit, to surrender to the divine, to trust the divine, and to most importantly, show up for spirit, just like it shows up for you. And what this could look like is you showing up to write, even if you have no idea what to write or you think what you have to say won't be any good right? It's the same thing as showing up to that blank canvas as a painter and having no idea, no vision of what to create or what to start drawing. But you show up anyways because you know that you are not alone in this. You know that you have that divine assistance on the other side waiting for you to show up. So it's not about waiting for inspiration to suddenly strike you. It's about showing up It's about having active faith, which means being ready to receive even if there is no apparent evidence that anything will show up. It's about believing in source energy to be your divine supply for everything, right? It's the divine that will supply you with energy. It's the divine that will supply you with the ideas, the vision, the resources, all the right people. And all you need to do is have that active faith in it and to show up and to stay committed to your spiritual nature. And when you do that, you're basically sending the biggest signal to the universe saying, I'm ready, let's go. I'm ready to go to work on this. And so in understanding this about the emperor and that type of energy, it no longer feels cold and harsh and strict. I have the card in front of me right now. The emperor to me, just reminds me of grounding myself in that spiritual commitment and grounding myself in the understanding that I am a spiritual being having a human experience, as Wayne Dyer always likes to say. And it's not this militant, harsh, you know, just cold energy that we can sometimes be scared of when we are pursuing the things we want to pursue, it's just simply 
gently going back to the source, going back to the divine that's within us to hold us together and to realize that we are not alone in this. This is not the ego's burden to bear by itself. This is co-creation. And to surrender, to trust, and to have that active faith in the process. This has been a message that I have really needed in my life. It brings me so much joy to be able to share with you guys in real time things and ideas and concepts and cards that are really inspiring me and helping me move forward. Um, and the past couple of weeks, I feel like I've been in this spiritual sludge that I just could not really shake off with my usual methods and rituals and things. And part of me really needed to go back to the basics. And when I look at the emperor and just the four, it's foundational, it's this basic truth. Um, and when I came back to that, that's when things started to click for me, right? We get so involved in all these concepts and all these really inspiring ideas, which can be nice when it feels like it resonates with us, but sometimes it doesn't. And when nothing seems to work, the best thing, at least what's been really helpful for me right now, is to just go back to the simple truth of it all, that you are a spiritual being first, having a human experience. And with just that simple truth unlocks so much power that is waiting to be realized by you. Okay, well, if you guys enjoy this episode, make sure to hit follow on Instagram. The page is Self Love Tarot. I'm your host, Gretchen Evangelista, and I will talk to you guys next time. Bye. Mm-hmm.